2: How was that? Was that good for you? Um, what I like about the intro now. Stop
3: mm-hmm. acknowledging it. No, <laughs> it'll go away. It'll go away. I can it's feel. Never, I, I can feel it. The room it's is damp.
1: Never going away. I got. I got mm-hmm. DMs on Twitter. I got mm-hmm. DMs on Instagram. It's never going. Yeah.
3: Uh, honestly, like I can feel that, that one was
0: very good. That was like, that was yeah, crisp.
3: It, That's because we all clean. sat here silently. You know, Stop. Lana, we have to stop acknowledging it. It's, it's if we stop guys, acknowledging listen, it,
1: listen, I got the DMs, bro.
3: Look, you and I stop acknowledging it, but and you it's guys, going to be a hard stop. Because I'm just going to
0: acknowledge it so much harder yeah, now.
1: And they also realize, like. <laughs> <laughs> Their like non acknowledgement means nothing to it. Mm-hmm.
2: Where I was going was what I was going, what I was gonna say. What, you, was, should what you should have said. I really liked looking at Brian's smile that you guys can't see on the camera because it's still on Conrad. And Brian knows it's gonna cue over here. <laughs> no, he smiled. He's at just special. waiting like Birdman outside the window like this, you know, it's, waiting. He, it's, he it's smiled the little as, things,
0: Landon. It's the little things. He smiled he that when I said special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was what it I was. Did smile.
2: <laughs> that's like that's a constant, you know.
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> Do
2: you think it's worse that he actually knows how to say
3: it and then chooses not to? Do you guys think that it's good for the algorithm that this is what we talk about in the first three minutes of every single fucking episode? <laughs> no, that's mm-hmm. why you should just let it go and keep on moving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. We're. Uh, it sounds we're, like on you. We're, we're, we're gaining subscribers. We're almost up to 50,000. 49.9. 50. Guapo, can you throw that up on the... Where are we at? How close are we? Do you have the actual count? Brian, you love this bit. I just Uno want... I, I just, you know, I think it'd be really nice if we hit it... Wow. On air, for Everyone just go out there, make sure you subscribe if you're not subscribed, you know.
2: Wait a minute, do we have our bronze play button? What is that? You get that for a 10k subs, I think.
4: Oh. Hey, Connie, can I don't you think turn your laptop on? Yeah, because wow. you get
2: a silver one for 100k.
4: Yeah.
2: I don't think it starts with silver.
0: Yes, it does. I thought it did. Yeah, I thought it started.
2: Okay, with then when we get to 50k, we're halfway to our silver play button. Yeah,
3: yeah, it only took six years, guys. We're rolling it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are, man, just building fucking YouTube. Yep. Breaking the internet. Um Game to Rome. I, I, I honestly, like uh I might have to fire Conrad from the intro. I, I I'll see you guys later. I get so discombobulated, now I don't even know what run of show is anymore. Like You just lose
2: all composure.
3: I, I yeah. You know the, the the thing is, is we let the inmate run the asylum. It, it's gone too far. It started with the the mispronouncing of special, and like that was a fun bit. And then it was the, my. <laughs> this only is what you call a miserable shit, right, guys. He just, was, my god. The problem the is, the problem is, like we just let you keep stacking on top of the intro. Eventually, the intro is just going to be the show, right? right. And, and so, that and then a we show. hit hundred
0: thousand subs.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that'd be a good
2: show. I I don't think so.
3: <laughs> Nobody asked you. I
2: I'm just gonna say it.
3: He seems a little hesitant. Yeah, um, I, I
2: don't. I don't think we should live bro cook anymore. I don't think we should live
0: cook. Co- <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the run of show, Bert? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows,
3: man? Who knows? Uh, big weekend in sports that no one cares about. I'm sure we'll I actually do. talk about the NCAA tomorrow. As uh, Brent's picks were spot fucking on
2: purdue baby yeah. <laughs> going
3: to win the whole thing thank god for the wheel the wheel saved us
2: uh, the fucking we actually wheel. still
3: have a little bit of a, a shot here uh actually i think we're doing pretty poorly i entered our bracket in in uh andy's league and i don't think it's doing good because mm. no Mine it's is not, not great either.
2: it's not great when two of your final four are gone uh one of your final duke championship is what game is gone duke definitely uh we had the egg. wrong.
3: We had the wrong Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's clear.
2: It should have been FAU.
3: Yeah, should have been FAU. You're right. Um, but it should have been one or Princeton. Jesus.
2: Yeah, Princeton and their bucketology.
3: The smart kids make gotta free re- throws. You got to respect, man. The backdoor Princeton. You know they've been running that place since the '80s. It's, uh that's that's how they roll. Uh, what people probably aren't paying attention to that I actually am is the World Baseball Classic, mm-hmm. which uh, is today. Wait, is it the 20th or 21st? It's the 20th. 20th. Okay, so the, um, the other semifinal game we'll play today. The finals will be tomorrow. USA has made it again, uh, back-to-back. They are the third team, I believe, to do this. Beating Cuba yesterday uh, in Miami. And if you need to know how locked in this USA team is, all you need to do is see their hitting coach out there taking strokes. Mm-hmm. One Ken Griffey Jr. My putting man. on a show My man. for the squad, getting them all hyped up. Still got by. it, man. He can swing it, but what happened to him, bro? I mean, I get it. He's like, you know, fifty now, but like, even his even his like final few years in the league, he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. What happened? He came up like a buck 90. That's the just you know. Start no. Putting on no, that. no. He looks like Tony Gwynn now. No.
0: That, that's <laughs> I think that's you're pushing it a little. Am I? A little bit. Am, I?
3: Yeah. Little yeah, bit. Little Am bit. I? Dude, Tony Gwynn was round,
4: bro. <laughs> <laughs> Griffey looks round as fuck.
0: Oh, man. He
4: was big
3: whenever he retired.
2: That's the new physique update, round AF. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's got a Got a little bit of a spare tire there um good it's kind of wild to me the rules to the the
1: wbc so pitchers can only pitch 80 pitches
3: i mean honestly well it's first of all because it's spring training so a lot of a lot of the um players are still uh, they're, they're doing this in lieu of spring training um but secondly uh that's not that far off from the mlb what do you mean? I mean, like. You name me a guy who's thrown a fucking complete game in the last. I mean, obviously, I mean, most it happens, pitchers usually like throw like rare. 90 100. to 100, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty max. sure. At max. max yeah. 100. I, yeah,
1: but I'm pretty sure, like, that's, like, the average. And, like, that's another inning. It can't be max and the average. Um, well, I mean, like, 90 is, like, the average. Uh, 90, I would say, is like the average of what pitchers throw in a game. Man, like a starting pitcher. And I, I'm not sure what like. The, I, I would take the under, but not uh, not about by rate. a lot. Uh, about I'm not sure yeah. what like relief pitch If they have any like rules on relief pitching, but it feels like it's um in the WBC. Yeah, it feels like this is kind oh, of not. stacked for um, U- USA to win. Why? It's like death. They have a yeah. lot of death, and like I, teams like uh, Puerto Rico would have won the other night against Mexico if they just had more like their pitching.
3: Sure, I, I mean you know it's it's a tournament that's built for the united states anyway like same way mm-hmm. the the olympics are for basketball we this this is our sport there's only really one other country that's um as deeply competitive as us there are a ton of like don't get me wrong we pull the best talent from across the world like dominican republic puerto rico cuba these these places are baseball there's hotbeds love, yeah. but you know they're small countries and they don't have uh they don't have like hundreds of talented players where we do so like to your point uh whenever you're looking at the the number 4 starter for the United States he's just going to be significantly better than the number 4 of of any other team more importantly it's it's very similar to basketball like where if the only way that i think uh other teams become hyper competitive hello uh is if um is if we like for a while, college players were playing the Olympics for basketball. Yeah, and I think like if they did that in baseball, we would we would not be a powerhouse anymore. Japan also is a powerhouse for what that's it's worth. Yeah, Japan, that's is that's the still, other because
4: Japan has always been really good.
3: That's the other country that is an absolute powerhouse. And I think for a time, we it, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe you know or, or, or don't, but for a time we didn't send pros to the WBC. Like it was a part uh, of the I think the player <clears> agreement or whatever. <throat> Hmm.
1: Didn't A Rod and um,
0: whatchamacallit play in like 98?
3: I don't know if it goes that well, far back. It was back, definitely but yeah.
0: like that in the Olympics. Or 2008. Um, I mean. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Then, 2008. and then I think you might be right where they didn't say, because the pros, they didn't want to like, get hurt or whatever. But now they're more... back to sending the
3: pros. Right, <coughs> exactly. And, yeah, and I'm not positive <clears throat> of that, but I, I'm, I'm fairly certain there were years where we were like, not competitive at all. Cause yeah. I'd, we were just sending rank amateurs. Mm-hmm.
1: I know 2008, I believe it was. Um, Jeter, A Rod, and um, Nomar played. So that's for sure the pros were there. Mm-hmm. But um, so apparently for relief pitching, it depends on how many pitches you throw. You can't pitch back to back days and over 45, you need two days of rest. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what somebody in the chat said, which mm. is interesting. Definitely built for United States to trample.
3: Oh man, I forgot that this is every three years too. Uh, for some reason I was thinking it was every two. Uh, but so the last two teams that went back to back were Japan in 2006 and 2009. So I think 2006 was the inaugural year.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so they they went back to back in 2006 and 09. Puerto Rico in 2013, 2017, and now the United States in 2023, 2020 uh, are are vying for that back to back honor.
0: Did they have it in 2020
3: with the pandemic? Maybe not. Maybe it sounds yeah. Like- maybe it was 20. Well, wait. Let me think. So I think six if- nine. 13 17 yeah should have been 20 right six nine
0: 13 yep six nine 12
3: well they had it in 2013 something skipped, happened yeah. yeah something happened yeah maybe
0: it's not every exactly every three years i don't know i don't know the exact reasoning for that could it have
3: something to do with the olympics maybe yeah possibly but it's not an olympic sport anymore right no that's such a shame i know wbc's better though well actually it's not this got like no coverage I didn't even know about it until the semifinals.
2: I
0: didn't even know this thing existed until
2: now.
3: I totally forgot all if about you, it. Uh,
2: if you,
0: if you, if you like me and you watch the MLB network, a lot, sure, <laughs> they were covering it. But yeah, like like ESPN and the major networks were not like covering it.
4: <clears throat>
3: well, I was watching March Madness, and also well,
0: uh, oh, that's going on, so that's going to right, overshadow uh, so everything. So I was watching
3: March Madness, and I, I played, uh, I played sixty hours in the last four days. Good for you. Good for me. I'm pooped. Hey. Holy shit! You want to, you know, you want to make money. You gotta work Aye hard. Yeah, yeah, my God. these <laughs> you gotta, grinders you do it, fold. man. I,
1: I was diet laughing when I I looked outside. Like I want to say it was like eleven fifteen, eleven thirty last night. And your car wasn't there. No, I was like, damn, we gotta I, get there at ten o'clock,
3: <laughs> bro. Oh, you're talking about in the morning? No, at night. Oh yeah, listen. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> so I played for four days straight. We were playing 100, 200 for four days. First two days went amazing. I won like 100,000 playing the tougher line. So there's two there's two shifts. Uh, well, first of all, there's two games. Mm-hmm. There's the main game and the must move game, and those games are are good. Uh, and then there's a second shift that comes. It's the evening shift, and it's these six grinder 1020 regs that that you know young kids that that move up like Dylan, the um, De- Stefano. Uh, and that collective, as well as, you know, knock the OG uh, and a few others that like I've been playing with for decades. Right. So they come into the evening shift. So the first two days I got a seat in the second game at like mid afternoon, like 3 p.m. So it was like half of the, the evening shift was there and the half remaining that haven't moved to the main game yet. were still there. We did OK. By the time we got to the main game, it was just me and the evening crew and the evening crew. You know, they play modern style of poker let's say did really good against them <laughs> really good one like 100k playing against the that, that lineup for two days in a row then the next two days i get starting seats in the second game so none of the evening crew and let's just say they're not playing modern theory they're, <laughs> yeah, playing they're little, in the streets playing play a little bingo do yep. a little street stuff mm-hmm. you know they're forgetting the bluff. Almost always. (laughs) Is he really forgetting at that point? Check, I have six high. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it was mixed results. Uh, The first day, I was smashing. I was up like 90,000 by the time I got moved to the main game. Uh, I'm a bomb pot god. In case <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I mean, honestly. You do a bomb pot every half? Every half. Yep. And obviously, it was like a lot of variants. board? No, single. I mean, dad you got to tell the whole story.
4: Oh. How, does, how does that work, by the way? The it's bomb
3: pot? Single board? Sure. Uh, so, you do a single board bomb pot. Everybody, basically, just everybody antis, and then you see a flop. So, you go nine ways to the flop. Um, so, we do three big blind ante. Uh, and obviously, some of it was variants, but some of it is definitely just like. I have a better understanding how to play bomb pots i i won i shit you not i won 80 percent of the bomb pots oh my God. like an impossible task until not until <laughs> <laughs> so oh well okay yeah until <laughs> so the next so the last two bomb pots i play uh i have the button on them right so the what i think is gonna be my last bomb pot mm. i fuck Oaken so good i mean just this is this is the stuff that he'll tell his grandkids about uh <laughs> Uh, it, it, did it, yeah, so it, it checks to me on the button, and I have ace of hearts, seven of clubs, on, um, eight, five, four, eight, five of hearts, so I just have three to a straight, three to a flush, but a very key three to, I mean, like, this is as good as it gets, you know, Mm -hmm. eight, five, four, two hearts, I have A seven, ace of hearts, uh, checks to me, I bet one big blind, uh, sorry, I was the cutoff. I bet one big blind. Ralph calls on the button. Oaken makes it two K, which is like less than half pot, very small raise. Uh, and we're, where are we going? We're getting like four and a half to one. We call. We got backdoors, baby. Call. Ralph folds. Turn is uh an offsuit. What did I say the flop was? Eight. Five. Eight four three. Eight four three. Eight four three. Eight, three, three. three my apologies. Turn is a five. Yeah. Eight four three. Eight four of hearts. Turn is an offsuit five oaken bets like seventy-five percent pot. Now we're double gutted. Yes, you know, and we're still gonna bluff hearts always, and we're super deep. We're like eighty thousand effective, maybe deeper. Might even be like hundred effective. Uh, so he bets three quarters pot, which at this point is like five K. I call. River, deuce, full pot. Comes out swinging. I'm like, wow. Well, fuck me. I hope he doesn't have 5-6. 5-6 six. yeah. seems to make a lot of sense. All right, whatever, man. You, you win the money. You deserve it. I call. And he triumphantly rolls over top set of eights. Mm, that's not good. Those are never good. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, oh. he's just losing his mind because obviously when you, when you look at the hands at Showdown, it's like, how the fuck do you have that <laughs> hand in this spot? But like, you know, the, the thing with bomb pots are the, the pot is so large already because of the anties mm-hmm. that if you, you have any equity on the flop at all, you just have to try to realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, you realized it. I did. So now at that point, I'm up like 70,000 and my mission is like, all right, we got to get out of here. Like I need to be back here at 10 a.m. It's 1030 right now. I'm getting sleepy, but uh, you know, game's good. The game's mm-hmm. lit. We're going to stay for another half and then quit. Mm-hmm. So I stay for another half. Still up like 70k. When you know it? I'm on the button for the bomb pot. I'm like, oh, One more half. That's when it all unravels, mm-hmm. Brian. How many times do you, uh,
0: do, you, do you say to yourself one more half and that half goes well as opposed to goes bad?
3: Don't know. Don't know, you would not. think it would even out, but it uh, probably does. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you only remember. I guess you really remember it, right? you, yeah, only, you only remember, remember the, the times ones. it goes poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, like I don't even think of it that way. Like it's all it's all one as session, trite right? as it may sound. All it really is all one session. Like you're just going to suffer variance, yeah, one way or the other. Yeah. And I had a lot of positive variance to be up to 75k mm-hmm. or whatever. It's it's to trick correct.
0: you trick your mind into thinking you can control. It. Like, oh, I could have controlled it. I I didn't have to have that negative variance if I would have just left when I like. Kind of wanted to. Yeah, can you trick your mind into thinking that you actually can control the variance when you can. not Oh, I mean,
3: that that wasn't mm-hmm. what I thought. I told Conrad that I got scammed. <laughs> I said that there's a greater Fucking deity. Oh, there's see. a deity overlooking mm-hmm. this that's yep. that's testing my mm-hmm. my will and discipline. <laughs> this is the guy who says, doesn't believe in astrology. I'm
2: gonna say something. <laughs> God. You're not that special. <laughs> It's not about you. you know, you're know, you not the main character of this arc. Uh, no, no, no. It's it, not, Trust it's me. In his own arc, though. He's yeah. not that special. Like, this, is,
1: this is his own story that he's writing by himself. Nobody has to be a part of this. Well, this is just him.
2: Yeah, except for the gods Sorry. that be.
1: The gods that
3: be. You think the gods have to give special attention to one person yeah. to fuck them over? Yeah. That's what you're saying. No, they have the capability of giving attention to everybody yeah. all at once. That's why they're gods. Or they're, or they're his gods. Oh, yeah, right. We can all have our individuals, too. Mm-hmm. Any event... They wanted to teach me a life lesson. So like here's the button. Do you have the willpower to leave? And I said, Absolutely fucking not. Well, I have the bomb pot. and I'm you, a bomb pot god. They actually
2: just gave you free money. He is right. a god. Money. He's a
3: bomb pot god. Right. He's among the gods. Wait, so it gets better. So then they deal me a gut shot, uh, two overs in a gut shot, which yeah. is a mandatory bet. But Dylan had literally just called out my strategy, the last bomb pot oh, when no. I won with the ace high. Mm-hmm. So it folds to me, uh or sorry, checks to me again on the button. I have Queen Jack on nine eight. Four or something like that, rainbow, mandatory bet, absolute mandatory bet. I decided to knuckle it back, mm-hmm. no good reason. Turns a king, checks to me again. And I'm like, okay, well, now we go. I bet, get called in two spots, but it brought back door flush draw. River, mm-hmm. another king, checks to me again. And it's like a bet here. Wow, this is mandatory. <laughs> like uh, a nine will for sure fold because, like, they just tend to overfold a nine. A king would have bet itself on the turn. I have all the kings. That's clear. And uh, flush draws missed. So, like, here we go. Three-quarters pot. Call, call tank fold king. <laughs> wow. He has a king. He's king queen. Oh, it's like, king. god damn it. Both of them would have folded flop. They both had, like, like king deuce, king mm-hmm. queen. Uh, it's like, okay, well, there goes, you know, 15,000. I deserve that. Let's get it back this orbit. Kings and aces. Went home, <laughs> I went home, <laughs> I went home down like 1K. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, uh, yesterday was the exact opposite. I was stuck 120,000 in the blink of an eye. Just couldn't have gotten stuck faster. It's uh,
2: not good. when I mean, we don't see you answer the text in the group chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There
0: was a poll in the, in the group chat. Like, what does this mean? Does, <laughs> when, when, radio, when Berkey's radio is silent, I'm like, it's never, never, it's never good. I
1: said, Berkey hasn't responded since 745. Right. Mm-hmm. Is, is he stuck? And then stuck? guess what?
0: <laughs> guess what? When he got unstuck, he responded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he getting his face yep. smashed or is he smashing yep. faces? Yeah, it was, it was was stuck 120. That was, that was <laughs> yeah. the very
3: first uh, Found my phone back. again. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. If he
0: didn't get unstuck, well, it still wouldn't have hurt for him. Yeah,
3: it's the, true. The, <laughs> the evening squad came in and played shorthanded with me for a little while. Ah. I, I got unburied. Yep. Uh, there you go. I moved to the main game. So I moved to the main game and I was like even. I'm up 60K in like an orbit and a half. I'm like, wow, what a fucking, I mean, what we'll nice like 100, top. 200 and going on a 200K swing here. Yeah. This is wild. Wow. Uh, but then I, again, did not fold Kings in a four bet pot where uh, my opponent, who was a little tipsy, had the old 5.6. Didn't see it coming. Suited, though. It was suited. There you go. You flopped the world. Flopped just fold, just fold the good hands, and you'll be rich. Yeah, it's true. Like the quote unquote. It is Like if you just fold
1: the aces yeah. and kings after like somebody raises yeah. into you, you'll just be rich. Yeah. Like if you're not telling myself here, this all
3: here's, time. Here's the, <laughs> the easiest rule of thumb: if you ain't betting it, you ain't supposed to be in there, man. You got aces and kings, and you're not good. Enough, like they're not good enough to bet. Get out. You're just, just dead. Just fold. You're against a better hand. They're not good (laughs) enough to bet because you scared. I got super scammed too uh, on another pot where same tipsy man, three bets me with eight six of hearts, and I have jacks. And it comes jack eight eight. Oh, Seems good.
0: That seems pretty good.
3: Yeah. I check call, big bet on the flop, which when I saw the big bet, I'm like, let's go, baby. Let's go. Uh, Check call, big bet on the flop. Turns a king of diamonds, bringing back door diamonds. Uh, I check. He big bets again. I raise like three and a half X. He calls. So now there's like 60,000 in the pot. And we're like 200,000 effective. And so I'm fucking, you know. I'm a little scared that Ace King's full, but like we're going. Mm -hmm. River's a queen of diamonds. I'm like, well, fuck me. Like it's not that I never win. Of course I still win. But like Ace King and Aces isn't happy to like call a pot size bet here anymore. And I just lose now to kings, queens, and uh, the straight flush. I think it was like ace, ten of diamonds, and nine, ten of diamonds both got there. It's like, whoa. Well, royal. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Ace, yeah, royal yeah, yeah, and, the, and yeah. the king has straight flush. Yeah, so I lose two straight flushes, too. So I was like, fuck me. Well, I need to give value. I bet like quarter pot. And he call, He just calls with eight, six of hearts. And he didn't even want to. <laughs> yeah, nice little. He like wanted to fold. <laughs> a little cleaner run out, and you, you just get it all. <sighs> what could have been. But that was... You know, my week. Landon had a big week. Yes, you did, did Landon. I had a big week. And
0: I just, cooked. He cooked. He cooked. Yep. He's gonna be cooking a lot this Bro-cooked. week.
3: You looked like you were cooking meth on your fucking
0: stream. What was that? What the hell I was, was in the, that? I was in
2: The darkness, dude. What do you mean? I
0: don't
2: what see mean? a problem. I know good content when I see it. Were you? Sh- how
1: loud were you screaming? I heard and, him. And how was, close was the mic to your face? I heard him when I was pulling up in my car, down like. About 50 yards away i honestly
2: outside. did not realize like the mic situation
3: you didn't realize mics were sensitive when you shrieked <laughs> no, like no, a no. banshee i
2: was using my headphone mic because mm. i didn't have the uh the blue mic mm. uh, that i normally have figured mm-hmm. like the head that mic that we have here that right. I we have in my house at wait in my desk the white one the one that i use to record my course yeah, it's and why was it so dark?
0: There. Didn't I get you a ring light he for Christmas?
2: There's a ring light somewhere. <laughs> I just
3: It's here. Oh,
2: Jesus. oh yeah, we need it here for lighting. So,
3: we, no, we took it to the Bahamas with us. The mic also came to Bahamas, I believe. No, nah, yeah. it's, it's at home. No, and there, there's another mic of mine that's at home as well. There's, somewhere,
2: I have that there's, there's Anyways, I didn't realize that the mic situation was what it was until I was reading some of the comments in the chat saying... Bro is really giving out free tinnitus.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means.
4: Tinnitus is when you have that constant ringing
2: because of loud noises. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a headphone warning, but I mean, I was having so much fun. I'm just, I can't not have memes. Well,
0: you should be having fun. You turned a hundred dollars into 39,000. Yeah. That's impressive. That is impressive. You beat thousands and thousands of people.
2: Three thousand three hundred and like twenty or
0: something. So, yeah, you beat 3,018. I didn't really beat them. They 18. kind of beat themselves and then yeah. I scammed them along the no, way. That's fine. You scammed a lot of people I mean, about. the thing is when, when when you're, you know, when you shove that, when you five bet shove that ace five and, and you win, you're just gonna win the tournament.
3: That's all. Did that happen?
2: I don't even know yeah. if I was in the same
0: tournament. It ran right in the jacks and just came ace high.
3: Is that facts?
2: Uh, I mean, it happened in <laughs> Sunday, but it, I don't know if it was the same tournament. Uh, it was like the beginning of the one.
3: day. Might have okay. been different. It, it was the beginning, was beginning of the, the day,
2: day, but like it might have been the same tournament. I you hope know? it was. It was Act like <laughs> it looked
1: like he just registered. They both had like a pile of big blinds, and he just. Five bed It in was 90 face.
2: big small blind versus button. What do you want from
1: me? 90
2: bigs, <laughs> <laughs> small blind he versus button. He five
1: beds and rips it in his fucking face. Yeah. was <laughs> like, me. you know he has a good hand here, right? <laughs> yeah. <You're laughs> like, I don't
0: understand. When you know you're behind and you know you're getting called, why do you just rip it in? I'm just like, uh, yeah, it like, makes sense. You know sense. he's never folding a
2: good hand, right? <laughs> yeah. And he always has them. Wow, they're never folding a good hand. The point's not to get him to fold a good hand.
3: But he has only good hands. <laughs> He has only friends. Mm-hmm. He's from the Brazil. Yes, you know?
0: Yeah, that was, was.
3: Can we can we get that clip of Landon stimming on stream? <laughs> it Do we have on it? Uh, Twitter? Uh, no, it should be in, in the, the Discord chat. chat. Yeah, 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 it's in there. Oh my god! I right. it's
2: just, a everyone just winning, uh, uh, winning, Yeah, yeah,
3: headphone I played it. I played it at the table without telling anybody what it was, and they thought the small animal was being tortured. Right, it's not <laughs>
0: English. There are no words <laughs> spoken. It's just
1: noises. I thought you were gonna join a group, very, of, a group of champions last weird, night. My God. You Loud know, some noises. of the best in the world that have won the warm up before. Oh, you've won it, but on you got second. Maybe next week, though. Sick, <laughs> sick brag, bro. <laughs> <Nice. I'm> pretty, <laughs> sure,
2: well, I will say, I'm pretty sure my second was greater than your first. No, wow, wow. what five thousand more? You you won first at 44.
1: Well, it was 43. I think. Why yeah. was yours so small? Uh, I don't it was New Year's Eve or mm. New Year's Day.
3: Yeah. Uh you, you get in there and you, I got you cherry pick. You yeah. go for the value hunting. Yeah.
1: Right? I, I was no, at all tournaments on
3: January first. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh man, look at this. All the regs sitting today out. <laughs> Everybody
1: everybody's drunk? All right. Yep, let's get it. Start the new year off right. Yeah, Conrad's
3: <laughs> like, great, we're finally on a level playing field. <laughs> let's, let's relax. That all right. Is such a Conrad doesn't drink.
4: Matt, you sent me his that prize much. pool twice. So
3: oh, it's no. in the oh. OnlyFriends group chat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's that's where we put it. In the WhatsApp.
2: In the podcast chat. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he
0: he led you astray there. Yeah.
3: That was my bad. I yeah. forgot that. I never Did you have a, uh,
0: how was the heads up match? Did, was, it, uh, was there a shot to win it? No I, mean,
3: no, I
2: lost the first all in. But if I won the first all in, I would have had a chance. Yeah. Uh, I accidentally uh, raided Lex's stream too early. So I forgot that when you raid a stream, it just instantly takes it from your stream to theirs. And after I got second, I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's it. That stream's over and the raid will happen after my stream ends. But you learn as you go. And the raid actually happens as soon as you click the raid button.
0: So that, what's that mean? What's it, it means that- you sent everyone away. I basically sent oh, people away no. from my stream
2: before the heads up, before the tournament ended. Oh no. Yeah, but that's okay. It was kind of an inevitable uh, yeah. situation to have happened where I got sec- second. I had eight bigs. He had like 75. You know, so if I won the first one, there's a chance like 60-20, three to ones are not that hard to win. Um, but when you lose the first one, it's over. It's it's, it's all over. But I That's mean, I man, it. it's so weird. The pay jumps in that tournament are ridiculous. Eighth in a $100 in a 109 is 4,700. First is just 53. <laughs> <laughs> like final table getting eighth, you get 47 buy-ins. Yeah. You mm-hmm. get
4: second, you get 390 buy-ins. Uh.
3: Yeah. Okay. Winning, sure. winning is mm-hmm. important, man. Yeah. It's very important. All
4: right, chat. Be careful with your ears. I don't know what's about to happen. Headphone, mine
2: headphone warning. Headphone warning. <laughs> I've seen this. Headphone warning. It's so <laughs> I know what's about to happen. <laughs> man, I just know good content opportunity.
0: Oh, thank God we can't hear. <laughs> oh, we can't hear?
3: Okay. I'm sad to not be able to hear. <laughs> <laughs> It's the flex that does it for me.
2: <laughs>
3: it's so dark, dude. <laughs>
0: Why you didn't go, go baby, go baby. Go. <laughs> I, 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 I,
2: honestly, <laughs> come
1: on, man,
0: you're talking over the best part. Uh, <laughs> no, it's over.
4: Oh no. Yeah, you're good. I'm good.
2: Man, honest. Oh my god, it's it's so. Honestly, I wouldn't. I would have done it if I thought about it. Like if I, because that's an iconic <laughs> moment from this podcast history when we're sitting here watching the Pirates game and. I don't know who someone hits a home run and Brian, <laughs> and Brian out of nowhere while Matt's having this important segment is like, Go, baby, go, go, baby, go. <laughs> and Matt, Matt just looks at him and he goes, Brian, are you fucking I, I kidding go, me? Right I now? Go, Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Uh.
0: Um, so,
2: the reason why the light turned off in the first place was because when I had my light on and didn't have the ring light, the camera was just so blurry. And I've tried cleaning the lens five times and it just kept going back to the blurriness because of the way that the light is in my room yeah so I was like you know what no light that's fine goblin mode
0: It's uh, <laughs> probably because you
3: were I can't sh- believe, spitting and screaming into i can't believe people watch this idiot stream in the fucking dark there's <laughs> yeah.
2: 900 people
3: watching the- shrieking like a banshee oh my- it's ridiculous god we need more of this content it's, it's-
2: manic content look People all worth need it, to understand that this is all just a bit, you know? Like the air guitar bit, the screaming bit, like this is how I am. The flex a, was great. The flex is really good, you know.
3: You look like the kid from Little Giants.
2: <laughs> I look like him it's now.
4: <laughs> oh man. That's amazing. I had um some sticky rice
3: flashbacks oh my god wow He's sticky rice was the fucking og yeah, of if live you guys streaming chat
4: it might be a while but if you guys haven't seen that uh youtube sticky rice poker this guy went on an insane heater for like a couple hours or something
3: he actually was rampage no it wasn't a couple hours it was like weeks i oh, remember really? I, uh, thought, I thought he ran up a he sc- did he took like nothing and sat 10 20 and then just like ran it up to Heeb's like Like 50 or 80k or so. He was Rampage before Rampage existed. (laughs) He was just fucking losing his mind. I actually remember this queen's hand specifically. I very, very vividly remember this. I was sitting at my computer. It was when online poker poker first became uh, regulated in America, and I was grinding uh, ultimate fucking, what the hell was the name of it?
4: Oh, UB. No. Ultimate, uh, uh, ultimate, uh, ultimate, ultimate Poker, right?
3: Ultimate Poker, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ultimate. I was grinding yeah. Ultimate Poker in my house that I was living with Dan O'Brien at the time, watching this stupid fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> losing his mind, he clearly had no idea what he was talking about, just, just Dan, taunting people to get their money in the middle. Dan loved this, didn't he? He loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I know Dan fucking
2: loved this. Wait a minute. Was not wasn't like one of the fallouts of this of finding out that D Moon was the one that had aces against him?
3: Oh, I have no idea.
2: I was pretty sure that in this hand where uh, they, the, where D Moon has aces, I don't know if she was trolling or lot or like what's going on, but I remember hearing something that the person that she played this pot that Sticky Rice played this pot against was D Moon.
3: Oh, maybe I'm not sure.
2: Uh, we need D Moon to confirm. I can't believe that you silence. found
3: the ex- exact hand that like. <laughs> is burned into my memory bank of why i started watching mm-hmm. this kid he was such a hey, psychopath oh he's thank Ace you for the fire this oh, is best. the
1: oh, music oh i can't breathe i can't breathe i can't breathe the music is too, epic. The music oh is my too god. epic oh my god he's betting so much holy shit we gotta be fucking
4: sneaky we gotta be <laughs> sneaky, <We> gotta be <laughs> sneaky. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> nobody's <laughs> rivaled him yeah. since. Absolutely, Absolutely not. God, it might be true. Like, like he, actually he might be true. He was a DJ while no.
2: fucking... He hovered over Phil.
3: he got to be sneaky.
2: <laughs> he's got to be sneaky while he's screeching yeah. in his room. Oh,
4: yes. <laughs> could you imagine if he just gets
0: shown 9 to That's what I was just thinking. Like, well, <laughs> like, <laughs>
4: like, what's his attitude if he's getting shown 9? <laughs>
0: nice? Like, what happened? What? I was,
3: I think Double I remember another situation up where up. he tried to slow roll someone and it was beat.
1: Does he put Titanic oh, on? No.
4: <laughs> yes!
2: Woo! Yes! Yes! I swear to
4: God, bitch, if you had quads!
2: I swear oh, to God, no. bitch, if
3: you oh, have quads. No. Oh. Imagine oh my god, playing oh my a pot worth this much. He's
0: slow rolling. slow rolling, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> oh my god, Not even yes. that, but just like yes. he gets up and leaves. Yes. Like, imagine so he just so runs out of time or something stupid. What is he
0: doing? I'm getting nervous and He's I need not get Is he writing like, in the chat?
3: Yeah, he said slow roll his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he has a mobile cam. Yeah. This guy yeah. was a fucking legend, man. Nobody's been able to do it like this since. Oh my this god. He, like, lives in a dance studio. <laughs> 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 Look at him. He's...
1: I've never seen this. Me This, this is, is unreal. Call,
3: cool, baby! <laughs> oh my god. You gotta get god. the OBS set up first, yeah. get the camera out of the way. <laughs>
4: 15 seconds <laughs> <laughs> oh no, those aces getting That's torn and like breaking
2: down that was awesome yeah Edition yeah. mm-hmm. had some sick graphics back then yeah oh, what God. happened <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know man
3: they cooked too hard yeah
0: slots happen. slots is yeah, popping. Yeah, yeah they put all their, all their all their money into slots
3: hi yeah. prello friends and families if you, like me, <laughs> enjoy a gamble now and again, maybe go to Ignition Slots. Honestly. You like, did that much better than Landon I know
0: <laughs>
2: You might be able like to get six figures a year for that. Six
3: <laughs> Dude,
2: honestly, though, if they let me do know. like uh ad reads and stuff with like just like the manic screeching content i could do it that, yeah, now we're, we're talking.
3: one of one of the most one of my favorite things that we've done was the uh the commercial, commercial. of you doing an ad read for poker out loud yes <laughs> it was so with good the gun his head yeah. yeah that was great uh it would have been great if i would have been able to cue that up for Guat, but i don't think he has it no um but yeah, Sticky Rice, he was like Rampage before Rampage existed, man. This guy was just like, had pennies and turned it into tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, and then turned it into pennies again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, our boy is attempting to not turn his millions into hundreds of thousands. 400K downswing, no problem. Get that all back plus. In we'll get day. that all back with interest, baby. Mm-hmm. Young Rampage goes on Hustler Live Casino last Friday to play the big game after suffering his biggest loss to date the day before for, like, 120-ish, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and just mops. Just goes in, wins 523,000. No big deal. Should he send flowers to Nick
0: or should, like, a chocolates or something? He- just, like... What, you know he a should bag, send a fruit basket something
3: he should send <laughs> he should send the uh the pallbearers
4: ahead of time.
2: I yeah. made
4: something. Wait, right.
1: do we have confirmation that sticky rice is not ethan
3: uh yes it, it is it Is fact uh oh, okay. I, I heard sticky rice actually plays a commerce every now and again oh nice that's um, so
2: amazing.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Ethan's dancing on the grave of Nick Airball as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Doing his little... Uh,
5: Rampage, you just won the most you've ever won in a cash game. How's it feel? It's kind of ridiculous. There's a little downswing over? It just takes one to, to get out of the downswing? <laughs> yes, I don't know. But yeah, kind of insane. It's kind of like I played a tournament for five hours and just got lucky for, for five hours and it worked out. Talk about that big bluff you had early in the show against Nick Airball? Uh, yeah, I'm just glad it worked out. It's funny because he's right there, but it would have, it definitely would have changed the course of how the session would have went if he did end up making the call. So it's kind of funny how everything kind of avalanches throughout the entire session. Like if he calls and I'm stuck, 100, I have to add on and the cards would have changed and everything would have been different. So um, that one worked out. Luckily my heart was racing. Good way to start off the stream with 100k bluff basically. And got through and what about that call down with ace king for a 300k pop yeah i think like if my bluff doesn't work out and you find out that it's not a bluff and maybe you wouldn't have been as emotional and sometimes ace king's a good hand i think it's 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 a good hand it's hard to make a pair when there's trips on the board so can't hold a few years ago did you ever think you could win over 500k in one session no, I thought it was irresponsible for people who played five ten, uh, who bought in for like fifteen hundred dollars. So I will say this is definitely like a pipe dream and kind of ridiculous. Uh, th- like looking back, like with that ace king hand, I, w- I didn't even think about the money at all. And like after I called and everything worked out, luckily, like I was thinking like, oh, on the flip side, if if he did have a pair or something, then I'd feel really bad about myself because was- I made a quick decision for hundred and ten thousand dollars, which is kind of ridiculous. But in the game, these are just chips and and you try to do what you can with with chips and take away the real-life monetary value of it. Does this increase the chances of you playing the million-dollar game? I think I was already kind of in, but yeah. Now now it makes it easier. All right, congrats. Thanks,
3: Ryan. Imagine Rampage thinking anything is irresponsible (laughs) as he commits to buy into a million-dollar cash game. Mindsets change quick? Man. This might all just be, uh, this might all be the long con by Nick Airball. Mm. Get Rampage in that million dollar buy-in, bro. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, man. Those, Those waters are deep. There's something about playing fucking deep stack cash that is so amazing and so terrifying at the same time. Like bluff catching whenever you're about to play a thousand big blind pot. A little scary. Yeah. Especially with ace king high. Ace king high
0: he had trips
2: I, that was like the first hand that I've ever told Ethan that I was I was, I was proud of him that was a very well played <laughs> hand I was like Ethan this was very very good
3: I'm, I'm impressed you. at the patience to not uh, 4 bet pre like, just know where you got your man mm-hmm. at that point keep I mean wide.
2: his mm-hmm. hand is going to be like mostly a call anyways that no, deep. Uh,
3: well but, not against the guy who's wailing it off
2: it's almost kind of Back Better maybe. Yeah, as well when you're in position. Yeah, I four bet way more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's good. it's gonna be fine either way, right? It's hard to make him. You can't make a mistake. I mean, a, you
3: can, yeah, you kind of just like want to grow the pot with good hands, <laughs> but I guess with you know, a, a hand like that that's just drawing. Yeah, drawing, drawing hand. Uh,
2: he drew to an AC high it, full house. Also,
3: like this is something that I I realized too about deep stack cash. Uh, it, it makes it a little bit easier on the maniac. Whenever, like, it, so say he does four bet there. If Ethan's forebetting too tightly compared to the calling range at all, given how deep the SPR is going to be moving forward, it almost makes the maniac's life a little easier. Like, when he can start to put you on specific subsets of, of, of a range that's like, well, this is almost certainly mostly queens plus and ace-king, but I have everything that I open with mm-hmm. because I'm not raise-folding or well, this bet is folding whatever. Ki-
2: it's kind of the mechanic when <clears throat> you have somebody either dead... Like they either snap call, snap fold in like a polar range, or you're doing very well versus their bluffs. So you don't jam a hand to keep their bluffs in because you do so well against them. So now they have to play this wider range with a, a, these hands that you have dominated by a lot. And you just have to hope that like you just hold. Where you'll see this a lot in like blind versus blind spots, shallow, where <clears throat> especially with some ICM, where if somebody limps and you like have a hand like, or someone RFIs and you have a hand, like 10s, you might not want to jam in a specific spot. Like it's all very dependent because you're doing so well versus the RFI range that's bluffing you and you're doing so good versus their folds if you jam and you're crushed if you get called. Right. So now in that spot, you actually want to just call and allow them to have that polar region where if they have enough bluffs in the polar region, you're doing very, very well.
3: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah it's uh it's an exciting time for the young man i i'm I'm on the ride i'm on the roller coaster ride with ethan i i want to keep following and watching the rise and fall i feel it yeah i understand i know what this is like it's he's getting to experience something similar that the rest of us experienced on our come up the difference is he's doing it like 10x magnitude (laughs) like we would have 50k swings he has half a million dollar swings and like Mm. that's that's wild that's that's kind of similar to inflation bro yeah, a little bit, but it's also similar to like what the the online world was like. Like I remember Seaver telling a story on Joey Ingram podcast where he was reg battling his way through the the uh, heads up stakes online, and uh, he would just constantly shot take the bigger stakes, and if he failed, he would just like drop down like ten levels because he was putting so much at risk. Like he'd shot take twenty five fifty and would fail, and he'd be playing fifty cent a dollar the next day or something along those lines, mm-hmm. and you know that it was a healthy economy back then so like you could if you had enough talent kind of get away with it like make those big risk errors and still have the the ability to grind your way back up to where you were and take another shot now it's it's a little bit trickier but you know he keeps putting himself in six and seven figure situations like do i think his risk management could use a little tweaking yeah probably yes uh am i here for the ride absolutely I'm 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 a I'm a sticky rice fan. I'm a rampage fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Let's go rampage. I want to
3: see I want to see how
1: it all shakes out. I hope he just fucking crushes them all. Mm-hmm. I'll be yeah, the happiest person in the
2: world. What's the What's next for the Ethan character arc after uh, the Hustler he, W?
1: He just lives at Hustler and he just collects all the money and then he leaves. That's what he should
0: do.
2: So going to co- come down. <laughs> to
0: that. I mean, if he does play the million dollar buy, in that's going to be that's going to be a
3: defining moment, I would think. I mean, I can't imagine he won't play. I'm sure right. he has the ability to sell. It's just a question of will he? Mm. Like how legend. much, how irresponsible will he be?
2: <laughs> He's such a legend. He might man. just take
3: it all. Who knows? Because like that's the big difference, right? So you shot take the Friday game. Okay, so you, you take $100,000 and maybe you keep all of it. That's fine. Maybe it's like 10% your net worth, 5%, 5% something like that. Not going to ruin you if you go bust, right? right? Even if you took like a quarter million. Um, and you're aggressive with it, it's like twenty percent of your net worth, something like that. Still not gonna ruin you if you bust. But when it's a million dollar buy-in, and like now maybe it represents like half of your net worth or seventy percent of your net worth or something like that. Uh and the stakes aren't that much bigger, right? Like let's say they're playing 501k instead of two four, sometimes two four eight. The stakes aren't that much higher. No. But you're forced to bring so much more liquidity.
2: Yeah, you just have to bring more money.
3: That either you're piecing yourself out now drastically lowers the stakes that you're playing for, and it's not that exciting. Uh, when I say not that exciting, I mean like uh, you know you're not gonna have the opportunity to turn one buy-in into uh so I guess like 500k would technically be like 10 buy-ins, right? You're not gonna win 10 buy-ins in the million-dollar cash game. There, there's no way no. that 15 million is going to end up in play
2: and then you have to win it all
3: right yeah exactly (laughs) right so it's like uh it's 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 a weird thing as you start to escalate stakes to a certain degree where it's clear everybody's extended that's why i like the format of poker go because it was fixed right like i know a lot of the audience may have or i remember norman chad was kind of clamoring about uh how it wasn't truly a million dollar buy-in and all this other stuff um but that aspect of it, it 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 really allows you to properly set your risk management and temper expectations as far as like what your win rate is, what your expectation is, how big of a piece you should take, like how much of a shot this should be, all that other stuff. Because, you know, when you're playing the Friday game, it's very lineup dependent. You could get stuck in a Friday game where it's just super tight and risking 250,000 is almost irresponsible because, you know, nobody's, sitting that deep nobody's losing that much money like your win rate is good but like you know it's a high variance spot because you only get to play it as a one-off versus like playing a friday game where it's airball and ben and you know guys who like to put a lot of fucking pressure on and a ton of money into the pot where now it's like risky 250 is like almost nothing because the variance is massively ramped up but so is your win rate according to it you know
2: yeah, especially when it represents so much of net worth. If it goes poorly, there's not like there's that many chances in poker as a whole to try to call it recoup that million if the worst does happen and you go dusto and lose half your net worth. When it comes to the opportunities that you get moving forward,
3: I I mean in general I would tend to agree, but I think Rampage is at a point where he's gonna keep playing twenty five k's. He's gonna keep firing you know, these high roller events, uh, whether uh, I think, I think that he's putting himself to sink or swim, whether he belongs in the high stakes arena, according to like where his learning is at, at this point, doesn't really matter. He's going to find his way through, or he's going to break himself in the process of doing it. Honestly, like that's the way I learned. Uh, I, I can't fault it. I think some of the greatest minds that have come out of this game kind of took that path. Now, granted, in the past, you didn't really have any other options, um, but when you're navigating the live world, this is kind of the sink or swim mentality that you need in order to define that grit and develop that like killer instinct, so to speak, to ensure that uh, you know you, you, you stay in the arena. Um, I was talking to Emma about this at, at, at dinner a couple of nights ago where, uh, who were we talking about? But we both kind of agreed uh it might have been Dylan um where he just has this grit to him that it's like uh whether he's good or not doesn't matter like he just won't ever get buried to a point where like you see the color drain from his face you know what I mean like there's just no amount that can beat him down to where he's just like I give up
2: that's just like a personality trait
1: less
3: so it's not though because money's involved i don't
1: it's know
2: it's definitely a
3: personality trait
1: he's like he's a very like he lets things go rather easy he's a very like ah whatever well, type of person what, yeah
2: what i mean by that is there are people that are and are not built for the high stakes environment of handling the swings that you put yes. yourself through yeah yeah I,
3: that's that's what i'm speaking to you you're, you're reading my point Thank right
2: you. i think that that is Mostly inherent, like inherent to the person, and then in very rare instances, a skill that is developed. Agreed. And you can fast track it by putting yourself through tough, tough spots and losing a fuck ton of your net worth in different spots and this, that, and whatever, and then grinding your way back up. But you don't have to do it that way.
3: No, but I think, I think the, you don't have to do it that way, but I think you need those character defining moments in order to know which side of the line you fall on. Because if you're not the type, that has that resolve about you, then you need to build a strategy and build a money management system around the fact that you're sensitive to the variance, you're sensitive to the loss. Like, you, you understand where I'm going with this? Well, at that point, you sort of realize that some people... We'll,
2: in, we'll just phase out of playing high-stakes poker.
3: The, you don't have to phase out, though. You can still navigate it. It just requires like laying off a ton of risk. These are the people that will forever be back. These are the people who uh, you know, are pretty nitty about game selection and all of these other things, right? There's still a place for them in the arena. They're just not going to be the ones that get idolized, and that's okay. Not everyone's playing this game for, for glory, you know? Is that true? that not everyone's playing for glory no
2: that people that are called idolized are are not backed i don't think that matters at all
3: i'm using backed as a representation of laying off risk
2: right but there's a difference between people that like would still call it be backed and play any game that they that they would that there's they a, would
3: sit right yeah but we're talking about two different things i'm talking about the player who will never play on his own dime his entire career mm. and there's a lot of those
2: i don't know if that, i don't think that's a bad thing in some cases
3: I'm not saying it is. I'm saying that it's... What, what, are we having a different conversation? <laughs>
2: no, because where you're going, to, you're saying, you're
3: saying like you need to have this
2: grit that you get instilled by risking and losing all of your own money. And yes, from that... Yes, if you're
3: never battle-tested, then you'll never know which side of the line you fall on when it comes to having the resolve to suffer through the actual swings and variants.
2: You can still, quote-unquote, suffer through that and make up.
3: No, you can't says you says i've been backed and i haven't been backed and i know the difference it's it's massive that's just a personal thing no no absolutely not it feels very different when you're losing your own dollars does it matter if you're learning that
2: if your living situation changes or not let's say you lose your own dollars but your living situation in both situations is the same okay you're saying that there's a difference because it's your own money i just don't think that that's always the case I, I think it's just a personal experience, and everyone has that mentality of oh, like you're not a real. There's like that whole stigma of you're not a real poker player if you don't lose your own money.
3: It's not that you're not a real poker player. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that you're you're a different. You're you're a different breed. You're cut differently. It, the cloth is cut differently.
2: What does that mean? Like, but what character trait does that give you in a poker playing environment for the skill? Less so calling yourself quote unquote greater than because. You're a different breed because you lose your own mind.
3: You're the only one saying it's greater than or less than. I'm just saying that they're different. I'm saying that there is a, a, a character that has the resolve to get in the arena, be battle tested, and fight the good fight day in and day out for better or for worse. And then there is another subset of players, and more people are going to fall into this category that are very risk sensitive. And put themselves in the arena because they have a skill set that they've developed, but also are very subjected to the emotional roller coaster that is high stakes. They're also very subjected to the fact that if the roles were reversed and this was their own money, they could not execute the strategy the same way. There are plenty of people who get backed because it allows them to play their best. I'm not saying that it's a character flaw. I'm just saying it's a difference. And I'm saying that they won't be the ones that are glorified and idolized because inherent to that character flaw, not sorry, not character flaw inherent to that character uh, definition of being like risk off comes a strategy. That's going to be reflective of that. It's not a bad strategy. It's just a strategy, right? Like they're not going to be the ones who stick their neck out on a limb in a spot that they're a little bit uncertain of. Whereas the person who's like super comfortable with the arena, with the risk, with being overextended and all of these other things that, you know, an Ivy type. Ivy is like the, the number one guy that would come to mind, right? Or like, you know, if you listen to Daniel's early career stories, but more so Ivy than anybody else. So risk on and so willing to have that self-confidence to just say, I don't care what the book says in this spot. I don't care uh, what, what the risk reward is in this spot or any of those other metrics. I just know my guy. And in this particular situation, I'm going to follow that read. How much of that is survivorship bias? Well, it would always be survivorship bias in both, right? Because the fact is the variance will just naturally weed out the vast majority who pursue this, uh, regardless of comparable skill set, right? So even on the risk off side, uh, you may see more survivors there as a whole, right? Because they're risk-off and they're managing better. But there's still going to be people of comparable skill sets that never make it due to this, that, or the other. Some, some other variable, right? And that's why there will just be a disproportionate amount of people who are risk-on versus risk-off, right? The people who are risk-on, more of them are going to die.
2: Right. The risk-on approach thinks that they are greater than the variance that exists or acknowledges that it exists and thinks that it's not going to affect them as much as it will if the worst thing does end up happening?
3: Uh, the ones who are poor at it, perhaps. But I don't think that's what I'm speaking to when I'm talking about like Dylan. It's, no. it's I'm speaking to somebody who has uh, a different experience. And uh, you know, the, the easiest way to explain this is to put in a ton of live hours. When you can see in someone's face that they've given up, that they're just done, and they're there clocked in because they have to be, they have to try to recoup their losses, or they have to try to earn, or uh, you know they're in makeup and they need to get out. Whatever, whatever, whatever motivator is keeping them at the table, it's clearly not a desire to be there. You can just see that in another player once you've experienced this realm enough. You can see when somebody. Is intimidated. You can see when somebody's too at risk. You can see these natural human emotions that plague a professional poker player. And it's why we will never be machines. We'll never beat machines. I mean, it's one of the reasons why we'll never be machines. We'll never beat machines. But it's also one of the reasons why the game is so profitable and so fun to pursue. And so much passion can, can be poured into it. Because there's always that human element to navigate and earn off of. Right. When you can see those things, you just recognize a defeated human who's now solely victim to the variants. Right? It's going to be whether or not the deck chooses them if they win. And then there's another type that just has the resolve to be battled, battle tested and and pushed through that. I've been stuck ten buy ins before. I've been stuck twenty buy ins before, and I know how to temper my expectations in these spots. I know what my earn is if I continue to sit here, and I know I won't get out today all that often. But I also know if I stay here for another five or six hours, I'm making money. Mm-hmm. Right? There's just a massive separation there between these two camps that I'm speaking to. And it's not that one is better or worse, it's just they serve each of these camps equally.
2: Hmm. I feel like there's a greater <laughs> discussion to be had, but I don't, I'm not prepared for this at, this at this current time, so we can, we can move on. That's fair.
3: Yeah. I think that's completely reasonable. Um, well, I guess, how long have we been going for?
4: 62 minutes and 35 seconds. Okay. Perfect.
3: What uh, else do we have to talk about today? We can, a little
4: Charlie Carroll mixing it up in Twitter streets.
3: Yeah, we can, we can, we can do this Charlie thread. Um, it seems like a reasonable one, and... One that maybe hasn't been brought up publicly all that often, but one that kind of indirectly uh, is spoken about, I guess, or the, the thing is, is like, the thread itself is a subtweet. and I feel like this is the exact way that uh, these things are always discussed in our industry is by just like subtext and implying that there are people who are shit without actually saying the people you believe are shit. Uh, and I think the latter would have served Charlie a little bit better um, if for no other reason, because then those people would be forced to engage. But in any event, I think the question he poses is actually pretty reasonable. And it should poker coaches share the results if they want to sell courses or co- coaching sessions. There are a lot of non uh, sorry. There are a lot of not very successful poker players out there selling coaching content for high prices. And it doesn't sit well with me. Um, I guess before I give my take on this, what is everybody starting with you, Conrad. What'd you say? Okay, starting, <laughs> starting with... <laughs> go ahead, Lameda. Uh
0: Yeah, I mean... It's tough because, uh, you know, I mean, really good poker players can have losing years. They can have, like... I don't know if it's just results, right? Like, I don't think that's the only way to, um, uh, you know measure whether somebody is a, a, good or, or like, you know, a good or bad coach, right? Because maybe someone teaches the material better than they actually play. And so, I don't know, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing,
4: the result. Sure. Before. I feel like I'm on the opposite side of that coin. Um, like for instance, if I wanted to train mixed martial arts or fighting or something, like would I want somebody who's a really good coach, who's good at explaining things, or do I want a Mike Tyson or a Roy Jones Jr. or an Oscar De La Hoya teaching me what they know. I think I'd feel more comfortable getting coaching from someone who's just always made money. Like I remember looking at Randy's uh, chart, like way back in the day where it was just a steady climb. Like if I wanted coaching, I want that guy to show me what he's doing.
1: It's kind of weird because like in poker, like you can look at somebody like uh, who just had his million, first million dollar score. Um, Fuck, he plays all the high rollers. He bubbles everything. Oh, Brewer. Brewer. Like you look at somebody like Brewer has, you know, he's obviously very good at the game, but his results probably don't exactly match up what they should. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like only be results oriented from that. Like what they've done. I think
2: that is a down bad take. I, everyone knows that Brewer is a great poker player and be a great coach regardless of his results. But, but, that's, but that's what they're talking he's about, also right? Also, playing, a, he's also a super high roller, nosebleed MTT player. But when it comes to the guy that's trying to sell coaching for an hourly, that says that they can beat 50 and L and then you ask them to show a graph over X sample saying you can beat 50 and L and you can't do that, you can't be doing coaching. I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't know anybody looking for. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. I, I agree,
1: agree with,
3: with
2: that. Yeah, I think that. that's the main point here right there's mm-hmm. a clear barrier as to a certain stake level that you can beat for the thing that you're coaching because there is something to be said about beating and proving that you can win in the thing that you're trying to coach so if i'm trying to someone wants to come to me and says hey i want 200nl coaching where i've had a double uh, digit big blind per 100 at 200 and L, and i say okay yes i have this win rate over this sample here's how i got to where i got that's what they want to effectively learn correct
3: yeah uh i don't th- i don't think that's the best approach to qualifying it personally uh charlie uses the example of like chess coaches posting their elo and uh it'd be nice if poker had something like that but it doesn't because in chess there's no real variance to speak of so the elo score is directly reflective of your skill
2: well it's just win rate over a sample yeah. right like let's just say you have a million
3: hands but that's the thing is that this is coming from the, f- from the framework that the only people who are good at coaching are online players. And I think it's actually the exact opposite. I would, I would wager, and this has nothing to do with skill in poker, it has everything to do with skill in communication and teaching style. But I would wager people, if, if we collectively took uh, all of the, the, the coaches that are out there and we weighed, I, sorry, let me rephrase because this is important. The student type matters as well. Understand the vast majority of the market that's consuming coaching is amateurs. Like they're they're weekend warriors, they're recreationals, uh, far and uh, far and wide. They they must outnumber the serious pro who's looking for coaching ten to one, right? So if you think about it, like tennis at the tennis level, right? It's the it's the couple that shows up once a week for lessons from the local club pro not uh, a 16-year-old who has ambitions of playing for uh, you know, Miami University in two years looking to pursue a pro career. So this is a huge, huge qualifier to this conversation because if we're talking about people who are trying to get to nosebleeds, then yes, of course, it's a no-brainer that everybody should have to be transparent with the results uh, at a bare minimum, but beyond that, They should have to be transparent to someone, some entity as to what their, their teaching strategy is, right? Like what's the methodology that they're utilizing and, you know, maybe not go too deeply into it because obviously if you have something proprietary, uh, then it's worth protecting. But like, I think Nick with detox is a good example. It's very clear what he does. He has a data driven approach that is, uh, you know, specified to specific pools that will, you know, effectively increase your win rate according to their methodology. And whether or not that's true should be up to the student to uh, you know, basically do their own due diligence or up to the community if they want to hold his feet to the fire and scrutinize them, whatever, right? But it seems like it's a pretty tangible thing for people who are in pursuit of playing high stakes. The rest of the the rest of the the people who are being coached would now greatly go underserved, right? Like, Bobo, I know you say you want to learn how to box from Roy Jones Jr., but no, you don't. No, you you just don't because it's non-transferable. You'll never be able to do what he does.
4: You don't think Roy Jones Jr. could show me how to throw a left hook better than somebody who's never boxed? Nope, because
3: you're literally learning how to basically throw a left hook, and anybody who's competent at throwing a left hook could teach you that. Roy Jones Jr. isn't going to teach you any special sauce, in how to throw a left hook.
2: you might give you some special
1: stuff. I was going to
3: say, he's and said that to him. I'm just saying, <laughs> Guapo's not as fast as him. He's not as strong as him. He's not the same stature as him. He doesn't know boxing the way he knows so it. So you're saying the actual mechanics. If you're just learning the mechanics of poker, or in this instance, the mechanics of poker theory, you need a theorist, not an executioner, right? You don't need somebody who's a practitioner. You need somebody who's studied in the theory. Acevedo is a great example of this, right? Like, he seems to be well studied based off of what i read in his book um but like i don't know anything about his results I, I didn't even know he played until uh just a couple of years ago when we invited him on on poker out loud and whatnot but like matt john does another great example he literally wrote what was considered to be the bible of of poker at that point and he's a doctor right like he, he well bro's
2: <laughs> a doctor right
3: what like, are his results Med school diploma? (laughs) No,
2: but what he's, what he's doing, like the book, right, is proven
3: by math. Like he's proved that his book made sense. Sort of. A lot of it's outdated and ultimately proved not to necessarily be true. But that's not the point. The point is there's a massive divide here between theory and practice, and more specifically between theory and execution, right? So the people who are in the lab, coming up with theoretical knowledge just need to be good teachers they don't need to be able to beat 50 nl mm-hmm. right look at the people who designed liberatus Noam brown and and that whole collective from cmu they're not high stakes crushers and they never will be but they built a bot that will destroy the biggest limits in the world
0: yeah, i mean there's kind of truth to the the they built an
3: ai i don't yeah, want to
0: but those who can't do teach Kind of, to some I mean, degree. To some degree. Look at, I mean, look, at sports. Right. look at the coaching
3: arena. Mm-hmm. How many of these guys actually have like prolific careers? Right. You don't see yeah. Jordan on the court. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. It's well, non-transferable. Well, when you have such a, a natural ability to be above the, above the rim already, it's just inherent. It's born into you. Mm-hmm. The things that you learn off of that are things that are absolutely un, unquantifiable to your peers. Yeah. And, and it kind of goes the other way too, right? There's a lot of people that
0: are absolute crushers and, and charts go like this, but they probably are not good. They might not be good teachers. They might not be good coaches. That, might, that, that could definitely right? be true. Yeah. I think that's sure,
4: sure,
2: like that stuff is true and there's a bunch of instances of that and then you, you take those instances as you go. But when you're not somebody known in a community and then you're trying to offer a service... To
3: be clear, he's... It's, it's very clear to me anyway that he's firing shots at known people, not unknowns unknowns aren't right. taking much money out right. of if there's the, just
0: some like random person is just like hey come to me for coaching and i'll i'll be able to you know like and then just, like right like right. what's the guy
3: charging 100 bucks an hour me. actually making that is just like in the local pottawama whatever the fuck that milwaukee city is <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah sure like what what how much is he actually making a year through coaching 10k 15k you he's, know he's like, probably that's not who regardless. this yeah (laughs) yeah and he's probably helping the people that he's actually talking to right so like that's not who this starts yeah like i
0: mean you look at pools too like you could you could be playing in some part of the country and absolutely crushing it there and but if you came to vegas and played you maybe wouldn't be crushing like does that make you qualified or unqualified to be a coach
3: i I think the big thing that i'm trying to speak to is that live poker is a big aspect of this arena and uh there there aren't that many steps like I sent Guapa my my stats for the last thousand hours I played or last nine hundred hours I played. But you know, how much how important are they? How relevant is this? Right? Mm-hmm. It's a small sample by compared to anything online. It's uh it's it's strictly high stakes live against a pool that I intimately know well, and there's nothing that should make you take that as absolute fact other than you trust me.
1: You cheap fuck. 300 dollars in expenses over a million one
3: i don't track everything <laughs> i don't even know why the 300 on me. oh i do know why is, is that, that tipping no, no 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 it's uh it was a it was a prop uh. it was a prop i lost I I, I, I I like entered it and afterwards i was like i'm not keeping track of this shit. yeah it's stupid
2: expensive
3: um but like the the whole thing is like that posting that graph is no more meaningful than me just saying like i'm winning yeah i'm making a thousand an hour because you can just smudge it was that the, i mean you can do a, anything you yeah. want same thing with like online graphs like you can you filter can out the graphs. database and yeah right, it's like right right you i think can, actually
1: yeah. matter of fact um what's his name said something about that in that comment th- oh jeremiah yeah.
3: he said mm-hmm. he bought um right. he was
1: buying action of somebody that was smudging their charts yeah. and stuff so like Anything can be
4: changed.
3: Don't let Bro cook the books. Yeah, it's like there's no ELO score. There's no... All all you can do... Again, this industry is largely driven by trust and reputation. So all you can do is vet people based off of what their peers think of them. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's like, you know, some people are, are just going to be really good at marketing. And you hope that they offer enough value. And if they don't, then it's on... It's on the community to kind of call that out. But I I don't think that it's fair to compare apples to oranges whenever you're looking throughout all the coaching, right? So, like, Dom is a great example. I think Dom is, like, a a good um, barometer for what would suit people in the pursuit of high stakes, right? Like, he has a good... Comprehension of how he got there Specifically through training and data And stuff like that So he's always a good barometer of looking at sims
2: And also has copy pasted people from DTO That do, did study that stuff And now play high stakes Yeah, Like he has a model
3: yeah. that works Right So it's like you know he's, he's drilling down on a very tiny fraction Of people who are looking for poker training And he's executing on it But more importantly He can now offer some level of uh, Criticism To other people that are offering comparable things, right? So when people have lookup databases, when people come up with solvers, all of these things that are going to be SIM generated, he can kind of oversee that and say like, okay, well, compared to what I understand, uh, this is good or bad. And again, we can only take that with a grain of salt because they're competitors. So he has some incentive to say everything is bad. Uh, and then secondarily, it's still only going to be through his lens. So it's only going to be through the comparative lens of like what he knows, right? But the more, the, the more doms that exist that are willing to speak out, the better the software will ultimately become. The flip side of that is the low-hanging fruit, the people that are giving training to entry-level players, the upswings, the run at onces, the Jonathan Littles, us, uh, Crush Life Poker, Your Edge. There's just endless amounts of them, right? Dom can't oversee that. It's, it's not fair to Dom and it's also not fair to that collective because they're, they're targeting apples and oranges. Yeah, right? the audience is different. The audience is so different. You're trying to get people to be able to beat 1, 3, and 2, 5 live. That is certainly not going to be the same methodology as somebody that you're trying to take from 10 NL to 2 KNL. Right? It's just night and day difference. And it's not very fair to put the, put the onus on the coach to also be a world beater. Because for the most part, like, especially if you're an individual coach, you'll just make more money playing. Like, there's no real incentive, right? But if you're not making that much money playing, and you understand the game really well, right? We talked about survivorship bias a punch. There's going to be a lot of people with comparable skill set that don't make it, right? Why can't they be coaches? They just weren't selected, you know? There's a selection bias here to, to some degree. And it's like, it makes a lot of sense to me. It stands to reason. There are a lot of people that will know everything and not be able to execute. We run into this all the time. We see it in sport too, Mm -hmm. right? A guy who literally is the most cerebral player on the field, knows exactly where everything should be, knows exactly what he is supposed to do when he comes up to the plate or when he drops back to pass and just can't execute. Right. Right? That guy's going to make a great fucking coach. Mm -hmm. Terrible player. Terrible player. I'll take a guy like Jamarcus Russell who does nothing and just gets out there and drops dimes every time he's, he's in the pocket over somebody who, like, literally knows everything. Like, imagine Peyton Manning who couldn't complete a pass. Right. Like, hit the sidelines, bro. Yeah. But he'd be you know? an amazing coach. Right. And I'm sure there are tons of backup quarterbacks like that mm-hmm. in the league. Right? Because there's a small. It, it's such a fine, uh, fine line defining, like, who are the winners and who are the losers.
4: If I may, yep. um, in case Oscar De La Hoya is watching this pod, <laughs> um, if it's between you and the local coach at the YMCA, I'd like you to show me how to throw a, <laughs> that, left, that left hook. So, no, you're sleeping, I'm here, on, buddy.
3: You're sleeping on the local guy at the YMCA, mm-hmm. man. He's got, ah, he's got some pop, got some pop. No, what, he just knows how to do it. What's, <laughs> what's De La Hoya going to teach you, man? He throws three punches to your one. He's yeah. going to have to do it in slow-mo. Like, okay. <laughs> uh,
2: that might be true. just um, wants coaching from De La Hoya. It's cooler. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. It's uh, prestige, fair. you know? Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> Who's the De La Hoya of the poker coaching world? Oh. Not, not Jordan Christos. Wait,
1: what are you talking about, bro? My man's talking about fucking... He's going to coach me to turn $30 into $1 000, 000. I don't know about you guys, but... This seems like a fucking win Look, win I, here.
3: I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna out him too badly because I don't care what people do, but like he's so vocal that somebody needs to like shine the truth. This guy is in everyone's fucking DMs asking for backing every goddamn day. Every day. He's playing the South Point sixty because it's all he can afford. I don't wanna hear about this turning thirty into millions bullshit. <laughs> I mean, all you
0: gotta do is turn it into 27k, buy yourself one Bitcoin, and then, you'll have, then you have, yeah. you know, in a couple months you'll have a million.
3: That's investing X. <laughs> it's like it's, you know, enough yeah. with the subtext. If 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 that thread was ever directed at Christos, which I don't think it was, but like it wasn't that right, but like that's that's the type of shit that like call it out when you fucking see it. When a guy tells you that he's gonna help you turn thirty dollars into many millions, and this is the way that you close a big event, it's like mm-hmm. bro, you won one thing ever yeah. years ago, and you have nothing to show for it, like. Let's relax a little. Do you have a
1: score over six hundred fifty-seven thousand? Yes. Oh, okay, you can mm-hmm. talk. I can talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. Six hundred sixteen thousand. Oh, sorry, sorry. You can cook. Yeah, I'm yeah. cooking. I, don't know. I, I keep quiet. I'm. I'm I, I can't. i am subscribing to the man because I don't have a score this big. What can I say?
0: Uh, by July, you will.
3: Yeah. I mean, I would say, I would say, in reference to Charlie's thread, I think what's a little bit, maybe more fair to the to the overarching. Uh, coaching community is uh, pay attention to the guys that are doing it. I guess right. So there, there's a big difference between um, somebody who is unwilling to post the results versus somebody who's like unwilling to even play. And I think that that's the big difference. Is any coach who's worth a grain of salt like will still be playing at some capacity. And that's not to say that that's not to say that like they need to be playing consistently or anything like that. I, I saw somebody replied and said that. Uh, they get coaching from somebody who hadn't played in like two years, and it immensely helped their game and stuff like that. I think that's very, very reasonable. Charlie just said, like, man, if I go two months without playing, I don't think I'm I'm capable of coaching. It's like, well, that's you know, that's on you, kind okay. of thing. Yeah, it's on you. Um, and you know, for me, the reason why I say like, if you're if you're doing a good job coaching, you're still going to want to play, is because personally. The more material that I create for for students and, and things of that nature, the more i 'm reminding myself of the mechanics and the more I feel like i'm improving or discovering small little leaks that I may be plugging and things like that, so it incentivizes me to want to be on the felt a lot more often right. um, but i don 't think that there's a, a a blanket solution to this. Uh, m- maybe if we like you know uh, i don 't know promoted like ten voices to the to the Panel of the Council overseers. Of Dance. Yeah, the Council of Dans. We find ten Dans in the poker community <laughs> and let them decide if somebody's worthy of coaching or not. Dan like,
2: Zach, Dan Smith, Dan, Dan O'Brien. He's adjacent enough; he can still count. Right.
3: He's, mm-hmm. a yeah, he's a good he judge of character. good. He said I people. wasn't
1: going to
2: win a bracelet. Are he are you, was right. Are you crossing <laughs> a
1: line here with something like this? How so? Like, does it matter? Like, if somebody, it's free market. If well, that would be coach, the bar- uh.
3: yeah Barber's take on it would definitely just be like it's free market. Later on, its course, like if somebody's good, people will pay. If somebody's bad, people won't. The problem is and i think this is charlie's point is that people leverage their celebrity in kind of a nefarious way right like if the game is to not be good at coaching but just to be the best marketer then are you really providing a good service mm-hmm. right or are you just tony robbins and you know that's the thing is Damn, to a tony i mean you know whatever like <laughs> i'm not your guru <laughs> I, I enjoy his content for you know mild entertainment i guess and mm-hmm. uh if i if i feel like listening to some banal platitudes and i actually think his backstory is riveting but you know let's call a spade a spade like life coaching is kind of not not it man uh, but you know this exists in every industry and at scale not just like what no, we yeah, see at poker right like when you're looking at self-help and uh life coaching and fitness same thing with like trainer I know everybody says, like, aesthetically, you're never going to go to the trainer who looks out of shape. You're always going to go go to the guy who's yoked out of his mind. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've trained with guys who are just fucking juiced to the gills and don't know what the fuck <laughs> they're talking about. Like, and, and the thing is, is, like, I'm an educated consumer, so it's easy as hell for me to know right out of the gate. Yeah. Right? Three simple questions about complex movements, nutrition, and, uh, you know, maybe, like body fat composition yeah you have
2: your own sniff test
3: maybe, yeah, maybe a, like
1: a poker yelp or something like that would just go yeah. a long way you yeah, know, yeah like
3: actually that's a great idea yeah that, that is, would just
1: go, somebody, actually a, a very good idea somebody <laughs> in the chat wrote it and like that yeah. would go a long way because,
3: the problem like, is currently that's reddit and two plus two and like those are just toxic it's,
1: sad it's, down bad the, maybe like somebody like poker.org or somebody like that can find a you know a place for yeah it. the
3: the ultimately the result would have to be in you you would have to be a qualified consumer and I don't know how you would, you would right, test cause for that. because otherwise
2: you just dunk on people if you could. Correct.
3: Right? Yeah, you when, when I say by qual- what I mean by qualified consumers, you have to have bought the product. Yeah. yeah. Right? I'm, so like you have to have at least experienced the product. And once, once that's the case, like if you could leave a review. So similar to how the app store works, right? I can't go in and leave a review on an app I haven't downloaded. Right. Uh, if, if there was a way for us to do that in poker, I think it would be genius.
1: Maybe like an, an email that shows like your subscription or something like that. And then your, like your review.
3: Yeah, right. but I so it, it's, it's yeah. like work obviously yeah of course and it's course. not going to
1: be a, a huge upside for many but
3: well there's no upside
1: yeah exactly <laughs> it would, it would. <laughs> i was trying to i don't want them like you know not i mean it. honestly
3: like i would personally see upside in it because uh i would i would rather like be as transparent and truthful as possible and like let people speak their own minds yeah. Um, but i think like i think publicizing testimonials is bullshit
4: yeah
3: somebody just asked me um what does Tortua
1: play with stakes? And I said, f- sub 50s during the week and about a 600 on Saturday. There you go. he charges 1K an hour for coaching. Exactly. So right. I, I got you, mm-hmm. bro. Don't worry. I, just, this slide I mean, DMs. I just,
0: I just steal all the material from Sulphur Y and use it as my own. <laughs> so, I mean, you're getting good shit, so. You
1: no, know, it's the same guy that fucking from, from on IG that just dm me. He's like, yo, I have all the poker courses. Just hit me up.
0: <laughs> it's true. I was like, this motherfucker. Nah. Of a bitch.
3: That's true. Getting pirated is a legit fucking <laughs> yeah, problem. Yeah, it's a business expense. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do it for us. We are back tomorrow with the one and only Jeff Platt and Brent Hanks to discuss our NCAA brackets. Oh boy. And our down how bad oh, They oh are. Boy. Uh quick reminder that we do still have an academy coming up April 15th to the 19th. That's our final poker out loud academy for 15th to the 18th. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You're not getting anything on the 19th. Maybe a meetup game. We'll talk about it. Um, that is our final Poker Out Loud Academy for the year. So if you guys are interested in coming, playing Poker Out Loud style of play, um, where you speak your thoughts out loud and we give you guys feedback in real time, be sure to head over to academy.selfwide.io. Sign up for that. Secondly, we have the Tournament Academy, May 24th to the 27th. Uh, That'll be a four-day academy where you play out the different phases of the MTT, ultimately culminating in a winner. Head over to academy.sulfurwide.io. Check that out. Click the banner above to get the details on the MTT Academy. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Smash that subscribe button on your way out if you haven't already. We are just on the precipice of 50,000. We appreciate all the support. Oh, also for the members-only NCAA tournament, Um, we'll give you guys an update on that bracket and the scoring system tomorrow, as well as the prize pool, uh, that we've, we've promised you all. So thank you guys always for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow.
1: 10% of Berkey.